Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Divine setup number 10, it shall come to pass. This is Sean and the Word. God bless you. God bless you. It is so good to be with you again. We're very thankful for this time together with Sean and the Word. And uh, today we're talking about divine setups number 10, uh, talking about uh, it shall come to pass. And when we talk about divine setups, we're really talking about the providence of God, how God can use a situation, use people, uh, use circumstances to, to put us in or to put us through in order for us to get, grow, or learn from so that we can be prepared for what's next or what the promises he has for us. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we see that the author talks about bold faith. He says that this faith is required to please God and to get all that God has for us. Man, that's awesome. This bold faith is exhibited throughout human history and biblical history as those who would communicate and partner with God and his plan and story. God has always used people and humans throughout history that had bold faith in order to be involved in his story and what he's doing throughout the generation. The Bible says about Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11 that by faith Abraham obeyed. Let that sink in for a minute. That by faith Abraham obeyed God. Remember in Genesis chapter 12 when the Lord told Abraham, hey, look, I'm going to bless you so that you could be a blessing. I'm going to give you a place. I'm going to use you. I'm going to do great work in and through your life. I'm going to give you're going to have more children than the scars of the sky. You're going to be blessed. All nations will be blessed through you, Abraham. And it says Abraham grabbed his stuff, his wife and his nephew, and he left. <laughs> Man, notice there is no forewarning that we're aware of. Just a cold turkey God that meets him. God meets him cold turkey and simply says in the middle of the night, hey, follow me. Abraham leaves his stuff and he obeys. It says Abraham obeyed and it kept going and looking to the point that the author of Hebrews says in, in the verses that follows in chapter 11 of Hebrews, by faith Abraham went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land. He lived in tents. He grabbed the hold of God's word and he obeyed it. He followed. He trusted. He acted upon what God said. The second word that came to Abraham in his walk and journey with the Lord was that he would have a lineage of children. Abraham didn't have a son at that point. He didn't have an heir. But the Lord told him that he would give him a son of promise. Man, he was so old that time that the news made, made him and, and Sarah chuckle. <laughs> they, they giggled at what God was saying. Yet he did not hold back in his belief. He trusted God. Look what the author of Romans says about Abraham. In Romans chapter 10, verses 18 through 21. Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as death. 
since he was about a hundred years old and that Abraham's womb was already dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Praise God. It says that Abraham, against all hope, believed God in hope. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. This is profound because in the natural, it looked as though there was zero to no hope. Yet God had spoke a promise to Abraham, and it was all that Abraham needed for him to hold on to. Did you hear that? It looked as though there was zero to no hope, but yet God had spoke a promise to Abraham, and Abraham wasn't anchoring in the things that he could see, touch, and feel. He anchored his hope upon what God had said, what God had promised. Think about all that it takes to make up, all the, all the makeup of, of what is involved in a child being born. What all has to take place. Don't think about it too hard. But in thinking about it, you realize that everything involved in that scenario was naturally far past Abraham and Sarah's life and age. They were unable to accomplish having a child in the natural. They were unable to, to, to produce to, 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 be, to give birth to a son, to give birth to a child in the ages that they were, 90 and 100. Come on. Let's be honest. That is mind-boggling. Yet, God had spoke a promise, and that was all that Abraham had held on to, that even in their old age, they held on to what God had said. And God infused the natural of their bodies, the natural to the point that it was able to do supernatural things. The Lord did not step in and impregnate Sarah like he did with Mary. No, no. The Lord enriched their bodies to the point for them to be able to reproduce. <laughs> that is far outside of the realm of normalcy. He took natural circumstances and infused it to the point that it became and produced something supernatural. Something far beyond normalcy. Abraham didn't look at the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham didn't even look at how old he was. Abraham did not try to calculate this in his mind or try to make sense of it in his own understanding. No, Abraham believed God. Not only that, it says he did not waver in his faith, but he was strengthened in his faith. And he gave God glory because he was fully persuaded that the Lord who promised would bring it to pass. Man, there was a time I wish I had such faith. Man, there was a time where I really wished I was that strong and I really could hold on to what God had said. You remember the story I told you a couple of episodes ago in about 2004 when my pastor said he was going to resign and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in January 2004 to turn my resume into Northside Baptist Church. They looked at that resume and they threw it in the garbage. They said he's unqualified, he's, he's uneducated, he's, he's basically kind of like uh, David in the, in, the, in the house of Jesse. He's the least of these. He's not even considered. But God told me to put it in. God told me that I was the man for the job. 
two years later, I was uh, three years later. It was a December 2006. The, 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 one of the members called me and told me to, to help them. And I'm like, no, 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 you're on your own. Then the Lord told me after I prayed, go home. In January of 2007, I, I showed up to the church as they had asked me to, not really fully understanding what was going on. I showed up to the church and it was basically almost the same day that three years earlier, I turned my resume in, in obedience to what the Lord had told me. And I stood there at that church, and I had uh, there was people there. The pastor that was at that church at the time was there. And I'm like, what's happened? I don't know what's happening. Well, they got up. They interrupted the services. They basically voted this gentleman out because they were saying that he was doing some bad things, misusing some funds, and just not, not what they wanted. So they interrupted the service. They basically voted him out right then and there. And half the congregation got up and left with that pastor during the worship service. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? We went from 13 members to six in about five minutes. Then they say, all right, Sean, you are come up here and you're our new pastor. We just voted you in. And I'm like, man, Lord, I know you told me I was the man for this job, but I, what did I get myself into? I began to do what only God would enable me to do. I, I was blown away how difficult the situation was, how it looked like it was beyond hope. But I remained faithful. In obedience and faith, I obeyed. I just stayed faithful. I stayed committed. And, you know, we saw the, the facilities redone. We saw the Lord work and move. We saw hundreds, of, not thousands of people hear the gospel message that otherwise wouldn't have heard if I didn't obey. We began to see things over the years that we'll share in other episodes. God doing stuff supernatural and really preparing me for what would be next. The truth is, God told me I was the man for the job. It took years for it to happen. And then when it happened, I realized that he's not doing something through me. But first and foremost, he's doing something in me. Yeah, it looked like it was a hopeless situation. But I stuck and held and clung to his word. And now, what is it? 13 years later I don't look at the, what's surrounding me I don't look what's before me I don't look what the circumstances the situation I hold on to the promises and I would have never learned that if I hadn't gone through that situation if I hadn't gone through that season the truth is it was against all hope but yet God Vacation Bible schools were held, ministries, mission trips, outreaches, salvations, baptisms, supernatural work, faithfulness in preaching week in and week out. We saw the Lord do open doors for ministry that we still marvel about today. He is faithful. Even when we feel inadequate or our situation seems hopeless, his word is forever settled in heaven, 
Remember what he told you. And it might not seem like it's going to come to pass. Like it didn't seem like in Abraham's situation. It didn't seem like it in my situation. It might take some time. But remember, it will come to pass. Abraham was persuaded that he who promised is able to do it. After 13 years from the day, I stand and I tell you, I'm persuaded that he who promises will do it. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your character, your nature. We thank you for your promises, God. We know that you love us more than we can ever imagine. And Lord, you have good plans for your children. Just like you had good plans for Abraham. Just like you got good plans for me, Lord, and my family. God, you got good plans for everyone who hears this. Lord, you desire for them to be involved in your work and how you're touching and impacting history. And Lord, I only could take place by faith. It'll only take place by us holding on to what you've promised not setting our anchor upon what we see or what we feel, but holding our anchor upon what you've said. For, Lord, we're persuaded that what you've promised, you're faithful to accomplish. It shall come to pass, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you real good. God bless you all the way. I am so thankful for you. And I pray God continues to overflow you with his promises in Jesus' name. (laughs) Until next time, this is Sean and the Word.